Hello, my name is Melanie Majewska. I'm a Miss World Australia national finalist, and this is my interview with the Pageant Project. Good afternoon, everyone. It's Adrian from The Pageant Project. My special guest for today is Melanie Majeska, who is a Miss World Australia national finalist. Melanie, Mel uh, Melanie. <laughs> Melanie, welcome to the show. How are you? Okay. I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I am doing great. Um, first things first, what's the weather like in uh, sunny old Victoria? Um, I'm actually not in Victoria currently. I'm in Queensland. Um, so it's just for some Miss World oh. prep. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I do, know that it's been... <laughs> I do know that it's been very bad, um, cloudy, rainy. So it's a bit weird to come here and see some sun for once. Um, it's, I think it's about 18 or 19 degrees, but for me, that's hot right now coming here. Yeah. I was like, this is actually warm. Like we were freezing over there. Yeah. But I, I go back tomorrow. I, I lived on the Gold Coast for a few months and the Gold Coastians, oh, really? the, the, the Queenslanders are the opposite. If it goes below 20, they complain it's freezing. They can't operate when it's below 20. <laughs> yeah, um, very I mean, which, which which climate do you prefer, the, the Queensland one or the Victorian honestly, one? Um, honestly, I would definitely say Queensland. I, I'm, I love summer. I love hot. And I feel like here there's yeah. constantly sun. It uplifts my mood. It keeps me positive. Um, whereas Melbourne, it's yeah, the clouds aren't. Then, it's they're sad. Not the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I will say I know a lot of pageant girls in Melbourne, and and Victoria in general seems to be where a lot of our strongest competitors are coming mm -hmm. from. Particularly for Miss World, obviously the current Miss World Australia, Kristen is from Melbourne, although she's moved to yeah. Sydney. So we could say that she's seen the light, so to speak. Um, but what what are you doing over in uh, Queensland? Are you able to talk about it? I mean, it could yeah, be yeah. Um, so currently, yesterday I had I was meeting with a pageant coach just for runway. So um, I wanted to work on my expressions and the way that I express myself. Um, mm. It's a bit earlier on. We haven't really gotten a confirmation date as to when the actual national final will be held. Um, but I just wanted to get started. It's good to have that foundation and know where to start. Um, but otherwise, it's also my grandpa's birthday. So we just wanted to come oh. along with the family and see him. It's just a long weekend. Um, but yeah, it's it's been really good. And it's it's helped a lot. I did a few hours yesterday. And yeah, I've got that foundation to know where to start to get prepared for the national final. How old's your, I don't know, this is polite to ask, but how old's your grandpa turning? <laughs> He's 81. 81. He just turned 81. Amazing. Happy birthday. Yeah. What What did you guys do for his birthday? Was it like a big surprise? Was it a big organisation? <laughs> um, we just, we went to a Greek restaurant and it was, it was so good. Um, just around the corner. We're in Brisbane currently. So yeah, we just went to a Greek restaurant. We had some food. We were with family, dancing. There was live music. It was, it was really, really good. Yeah. Did you smash plates? <laughs> no, I really wish I did though. I know that there's some there's some restaurant in Melbourne actually that does um you I think yeah. you pay for the plates and then you smash the plates on the ground. I wish I really do wish. <laughs> but no, is that the whole point of going to the Greek restaurant is that you get to smash the plates? At the, yeah. Did did you guys have the option and you didn't partake, or is <laughs> no. that just not an it option in this restaurant? It was not an option. I really wish it was though, but the food was great. It was really good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
what 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 is what is typical greek food food i'm not that familiar with greek food i know like more the desserts but what did you guys have to eat we had i had a um i think it's called a gyro um where it's oh, like yeah, yeah. it's like in the bread and yeah yep. but i don't like like just having the whole thing it's like a burger and yeah. i was all glammed up i'm like Eat it, you know so i got them to just like put it on the plate just like with me salad but i know they have they've got souvlaki I, I don't i don't really know much about greek food um yeah. i'm macedonian so i'm just you know yeah don't really know much <laughs> well thank you for answering that question before i had to ask it because i was going to ask where your name's coming from can you i yeah. mean obviously you're you're in australia and you're representing australia now but can you tell us more about macedonia it's not a country i know much about at all yeah it's it's not that big but um the it's very cultural very traditional um i moved to australia in 2013 with my family i'm now a citizen here um mm -hmm. so yeah i call australia my home but of course i did grow up majority of my childhood was in macedonia so yeah it's 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 got a special place in my heart of yeah. course very what's special. the native language macedonian Oh, okay. Now, is yeah. that is that a completely like different language to any other language, it's, or is it? It's very similar to um, a lot of the like the Balkan countries. Um, I can understand like Serbian stuff like that, even sometimes right. Russian. Like yep. it's it, those countries around that area, we do have very similar dialect in the way that we speak, but it's 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 a bit different. So yeah. I studied a little bit of Russian, including the Cyrillic alphabet. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm familiar with it, with some of the, the sounds. It's very different sounding, obviously, to yeah. English. Uh, so are yeah. you still fluent and comfortable communicating in Macedonian? Yes. I can read and write. There's two different, there's like the formal and the informal way. I know the the informal, the formal I didn't get to because I started um, my, my, my education here. But right. yeah, I can speak fluently and I speak with my parents Macedonian majority of the time. So yeah. That is very cool. Can you say something in Macedonian? <laughs> I just want to hear. <laughs> okay, what would you like me to say? Well, why don't you say I'm a Miss World Australia national finalist? Okay, um, Yasin, Miss World Australia national finalist. <laughs> wow, okay. That, that, that wasn't a good example because I got the Miss World. Why don't, you say, what, why don't you say your name and your age and where you're from, the more okay. usual one? Okay. My name is Melanie Murjevska. I'm 17 years old and I'm Australia Melbourne. Yeah, it, def it definitely has some of the similar sounds to Russian. Yeah, um, it does. Yeah, that, that that's amazing. Being bilingual is is yeah. very very cool. Thank um, you. so you're up there in Brisbane. You said you're working on your expressions. Do you mean the facial expressions? Um, I find personally, I'm a very emotive person, and I think mm -hmm. when I'm on stage, there's a lot more that I personally find that I need to work on and in mm -hmm. expressing myself. You know, you only get. 15 10 seconds of being on that stage whether it's with the evening gown or the cocktail dress um and just working on expressing myself and you know getting the right image out there that i want to and doing it effectively so i got in contact with um her name's thelma and she's a miss universe she's like a pageant coach but she does miss universe girls but i got in contact with her personally because i know she's She's magnificent. The work that she does is incredible. Um, and it, it was so good. I, those few hours really, it did a lot for me. So I'm going to go back and practice in the hallway. <laughs> I'm curious when you say expression, so it's not just the face, but it's more the whole package. Yes. It, not just the face. There's a lot more that goes into it, which at the beginning, I didn't really, I didn't comprehend that. Like I didn't understand that as well, but yeah. um, going into it, 
you know, at the preliminary stage, I wasn't so sure and I didn't really know where I was going, how to express myself and that even the expressions are so important. Um, yeah. But later on, now that I've advanced to the national stage, which I'm so grateful for, I've gotten to meet some incredible people along the way that have given me some great advice. And yeah, it's, it's, it goes beyond facial expressions, just the way that you present yourself and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it's, it's important. Have you walked before, done any modeling before? No, I haven't. Um, I did when I was like 12 or 13, I was with an agency um, for acting and modeling, but that mm -hmm. didn't go very far. Um, I just, I, I think I was too young and I, I was just trying to experiment with where I'm going and what I want to do. Um, but now I ended up here and it's, it's a lot, it feels like me. It's something that I, I I'm very passionate about. Yeah. So no, I haven't. And how did you get into the pageantry world to begin? Is this your first pageant? It is, yes, it's my first time. Um, it's my mum. <laughs> my okay. mum is like, I like to call her my mummager, my mum manager. Yep. Um, yep. And so there was one time I was going through like a period where I was really trying to discover what I want to do. And I'm very, I'm 17. So it's, there's, you know, there's a big gap between, I need experiences to form those morals and values that, you know you need in life um and i was just kind of going through that and my mom sent me over a link and i was looking at the link and it was like a, it was miss world application and i'm looking down and then she just messages me apply now <laughs> and i was very confused i was like because you know there's there's this i think there's a certain stereotype that revolves around that world just pageantry and mm -hmm. i can safely say that I, I was you know i believed in that and i had to do a lot more research myself to discover what it's truly about and i actually reached out before applying to Kristen who's mm -hmm. the current title holder of Miss World Australia. Um, I just sent her a DM on Instagram and she sent me a massive paragraph just going into <laughs> going into what it's really about and making sure that I'm applying for the right reasons and explaining, you know, the, the whole moral and the meaning of what Miss World stands for. Um, and it really laid that foundation and got me in the right headspace to make sure that I'm applying for the right reason. And I'm, you know, I'm, I ignite that passion within me too continue in that journey so yeah it all started with my mom and Kristen in a way. It, it's certainly not the first time I've heard about the mum being responsible I've heard of cases <laughs> more than one case where the mum yeah. actually entered for the daughter and then the daughter gets like in the mail like a confirmation pack and she's so like fast. what's this what have what have you done um but I, mean, I don't know what it's like in macedonia but in australia i mean you talk about pageant stereotypes i don't even know if it's pageant stereotypes a lot of people in australia don't even know that pageants exist at all yeah i i think that too and just the fact that you know you say pageant and they've got this image in their head straight away it's not the yeah. way it is i think it's Majority of the time it's from Hollywood, like movies and I'd say Miss Congeniality did it yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, watching it, I just had a certain image of what it was and then going into it, it's completely, it's a different world. And it's, it's, it, people should, they should know because it's something that mm. I reckon young girls and they, they should really go into it. Even if it's just, it's not even about the destination, it's about the journey in itself. Um, it's just, you learn so much and you meet so many people and you discover your purpose um in life or even just the start of it um it can help you mm. push you into your career and just ensure that you have the right values going into your life so i really think it's it's very important Let, let's dig into that a little bit you've mentioned on more than one occasion our values 
Um, and I, mm-hmm. I, I, for one, believe that beliefs and values are probably the most fundamental part of who you are. I mean, yeah. all your decisions really in life are based on your beliefs and values and those of your parents, mm-hmm. your family, etc. Yeah, and if your beliefs and values are a little bit, let's say, off, then you can skew your whole life in a direction that you'd really yeah. rather it didn't take. Um, yeah. And then it boggles my I didn't know you were 17. I, I thought you were 20 something, not because you look that old, that's the makeup, but you don't speak. And I say this as someone who's worked, I used to coach tennis at an all girls school. So I worked a lot with teenage girls. You don't mm-hmm. speak like a 17 year old. There aren't enough arms, you knows, likes, and, uh, you know, and like, 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 and every second word is like. Um, so yeah. what's going on here? How do you speak this well at 17? I- Actually, well, I read a lot, a lot, like to the point where it's like, it's my mum, like sometimes has to tell like, Melanie, take a break. I ruined my eyes. I wear reading glasses now a lot. Um, So I'm like, I feel like a grandma trapped in a 17 year old body. Sometimes I've got, you know, (laughs) my my wardrobe, you know, you'd think it's all clothes. And then at the bottom, it's just books stacked on shelves. And then the top where my shoes are, there's more books. And then the side of my bedside, there's books. So I think my English really it came from that just reading and getting myself exposed to that um I didn't know any English when I first came here the only word I knew was hello which was from my grandma from overseas (laughs) yeah it doesn't really count but okay yeah so um yeah I kind of developed it over time and I I I like to think I don't have an accent but I don't know what would you think I think in some ways you're similar to my own accent. I think people from overseas would pick you up as Australian, but from for my mm-hmm. ear, you've got a very mild Australian accent. Like you're not saying mm-hmm. Australian, for example. You don't have that yeah. really broad twang, um, but you don't. You're yeah. not English, so <laughs> it's and you're not American. Yeah. So I would say Australian, but a very mild one. But I mean, books. What what sort of books? Because I mean, there's all kind of books you could have been reading. Yeah, it it started. Well, I, I've been reading from a young age. Um, even when I was in Macedonia, I was reading Macedonian books. But when I came here, um, it just started from like, uh, I think oh, I forgot the author, but just like uh, kids' books. And then it advanced. I started reading more like rom-coms and stuff like that. Now I've gotten a lot into literature books. So I read a lot mm-hmm. of Jane Austen, um, Bronte Sisters. Um, mm-hmm. I love The Great Gatsby. But with me, the only thing is when I read, when I read literature, especially recently, because it's something that I've recently picked up on, I need to read a chapter and then reread it again, because it's so difficult to understand. And I feel like once you read something twice, you one, understand it better, you learn the words a lot better, and you get the plot, you get the storyline a lot better. You were the complete polar opposite to myself in terms (laughs) of the books you read. I remember having to read Jane Austen in uh, school and uh, I couldn't, it really wasn't my taste. And I, it was, was it, um, it was Pride and Prejudice. And what was the other one that had Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy in it? What's that? Or am I thinking of the, and what's the other one? There's another really big, there's Pride and Prejudice. And there was another one that I had to read, but I can't remember it, it's it so good. It, Pride and Prejudice is probably my favourite one. I've watched the movie. I've read so many articles online. I've read the book about 10 times now. Um, I just actually wow. ordered. They have, I like my books looking very, you know, clean altogether. And when I'm reading mm-hmm. a book, because I have to reread it so many times, I keep it on me all the time and it gets dirty. Like I'll get coffee on it or I'll get something on it. So I just ordered like the really pretty looking ones where you can put it on the bookshelf. That one I'm not going to touch. I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> It's the Pride and Prejudice one. <laughs> wow. 
So you yeah. you don't have like you, in terms of decorating a future house, it won't be with like furniture. It will be with your books and your bookcase books. and your my library. Dream. Yes, my dream is to be like Belle. Like I'll have my own my library, <laughs> my big library. <laughs> You'll find. Have you given any? Ha, have you given any thought to authoring your own book then? Because if you're diving into books like that and you love reading them, I got to yeah. think at some point it's crossed your mind. I'd like to try writing as well. Yes, um, I actually have written a book. I've written, uh, I've written like a poem book. It's something that I'm working on still, but I yep. don't, I've never thought about publishing anything. And then I've also written, I think it was about, it was like a year and a half ago. Um, I wrote a, it was like a romance novel, but kind of more catering to like, like a, a teenagers, you know? Um, yep. And I, I wrote it. It took me a very long time. I used to just sit in my room. I was with my best friend on call and she was writing as well. She's a big reader and we would just write together. And um, yeah, I finished it, but I've never, I've never thought about publishing anything or giving my writing to anyone to read. It's too scary. <laughs> I mean, would you, would you, I ask this because I'm a published author multiple yeah. times over. Yeah, would you yeah. like to publish it? If you've got it written, it's there. I would. I would. I think it's just personally, I'm a massive perfectionist and I That's bad. need, That's, yeah, that's I bad. Need... as an author, because you can rewrite the same chapter and I've done yes. this hundreds of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I know it's bad. I, I just, I, it's scary. Like the idea of somebody else reading my writing and I don't know, I just, I've thought about it. I mean, there's certain there's certain ideas that I want to write about that I feel mm -hmm. like I would publish, not necessarily the first one, the little rom-com sure. that I wrote. Yeah. 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 And some, sometimes you go, okay, that's maybe not my best work or it's maybe not representative yeah. of who I am now. Yeah. And in that case, I completely understand. But yeah. Um, yeah. if you're on the TikTok, on the TikTok, uh, you should go and check out, I interviewed Victoria Radevogue, who's over in the United mm -hmm. States and her TikTok handle is readers are hot because she she reads all the time like you and she mm -hmm. published um her first book which was uh i did see that in a yes. fantasy yeah in a fantasy world mm -hmm. and she got to like number 11 on the amazon charts and now she's able That's to incredible. be a full-time author and she's young like i think she's just turned 22 um mm -hmm. but yeah she she's living yeah. the life now she goes to starbucks orders a different starbucks every time then oh sits down gosh tries to write 10,000 or a thousand <laughs> words in a day. So if that's, I mean, look at the age of 17, I mean, are you still in school? Are you tertiary studying? Like what's going on? Yeah, I'm in VC currently. So I'm finishing year 12. I've got about 12 weeks left, um, which okay. isn't long. Um, no. I just have a, a term, one more term, and then it's all just exam, exam prep. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I've got, I think for me, I need something outside of school and Miss World is that for me. It's mm -hmm. to do something that makes me feel like it's a part of myself with school. Of course, it, you know, it's educating yourself, but it's not exactly who I am. And yeah. it's, too, you know, you don't want, you don't want stress. You don't want to be completely focused on just one thing. And I feel like reading, writing, um, Miss World, you know, hosting fundraisers, stuff like that. For me, it's kind of like an escape to my own world in a way. Yeah. 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 yeah so I, I don't think I'm, I don't know how stressful your year 12 is going to be, but if you're 12 we weeks out from exams, I mean, at that stage in my life, all I could think about was do doing the HSC <laughs> and studying all the time. So you sound like you've got mm -hmm. a lot going on. Yes. Yes. It's a lot. Um, but I think with me, I've been working a lot over the past few years on time management and just making sure mm -hmm. that I can, 
I think the mental part of it, the mental portion is so important um, mm. just so that you can one focus on everything that you're doing and to make sure that you have something for yourself that it's part of you, like you will enjoy and it will calm you. It's a comfort space. It's something that you, you know, you can turn to when you're feeling stressed. So for me, it's just time management and just ensuring that I have those things on the side for me that I can feel mm. like it's myself because sometimes you can get a bit with the stress, you can get a bit lost and stuff like that. So it's just, it's just making sure that, you know, you've got something to turn to and you're managing your time properly. Yeah. So then is it fair to say that Miss World Australia for you, it's not really an added stress in as much as it's a chance to maybe no. escape? Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily call it an escape. I feel like for me, it's more, it's something that like it's become a part of me and I've been doing it for so long mm. and the COVID period has extended it for a while. So it was, it was meant to be, the national final was meant to be, I think last, last year or a lot sooner, but um, mm. it's extended a lot and it's, it's become kind of like part of me. It's, it's normal nature to me, all these things that we're doing now. So yeah, it's, it's part of me. <laughs> well, what happens then? after national finals when, when it's over i mean win or not i mean that it's yeah. become part of you so what, what what will you do with it for me like i said before it's not necessarily the destination but the journey along it and then obviously afterwards i've got my projects that i'm working on and that's something mm -hmm. that i plan to continue throughout um not necessarily up until national final and that's it um yeah obviously afterwards yeah so that's kind of it's my little projects that i'm just going to continue on and yeah it's gonna live on the miss world <laughs> the whole journey yeah let's get on to um at least two of those projects i know for mm -hmm. example here i've got uh, from your bio the month of giving um providing opportunities for the general public to get involved in community work and exercise their own humanitarian responsibilities so tell us more about the month of giving yeah so i came up with this idea um kind of thinking about i think i read a quote and it gave me an idea i feel like as human beings we should be exercising our humanitarian responsibilities throughout our life it shouldn't just be like oh i'm gonna do this once once a year and that's it i think it should be mm. something that's continuous and it's of nature and it's natural um and with the month of giving it's kind of an opportunity for people from different communities or you know anyone any individual to get involved whether it be um dedicating their time volunteering if it's you know selling clothes for a cause you know they can donate some spare stuff that they have so just um an opportunity every single month to um get involved with community work and um, work with nonprofit organizations. So I, I think it's very important and it's been so far, it's done really well. I've definitely learned mm -hmm. a lot of stuff throughout the journey. Um, I've done a few um, different fundraisers. So I've done a budding sausage sizzle. I didn't think it would be as difficult as it was, <laughs> but it was a great turnout. I've done some Pilates classes um, and I have a very, I have a very big one coming up. It hasn't been announced yet, but I'm just going to get in some guest speakers to speak about Variety the Children's Charity, which is um, the charity nice. that us Miss World Australia Girls um, fundraise for. And it's an incredible charity. I just think people need to be far more educated and they need the correct information. And with the month of giving, hosting these fundraisers and opportunities for people, that's a way for them to get more involved. Yeah. Mm, I agree. The The education needs to get out there. The word of mouth yeah. needs to get out there. And I guess that's one of the most important jobs that you guys have. 
as um, pageant contestants in general. Um, I was just at Bunnings yesterday. Tell me more about how the uh, sausage sizzle works. I, I feel like Bunnings is most famous for its sausage sizzle more so than it what is. it actually sells. What? So what? How, how does a sausage sizzle go? I'd be fascinated to know. Um, with so originally I was overseas when I came up with the idea. I thought it would. It's a great idea to just get everybody out and you know come mm. together as a community um so i sent over some emails to the um, management in a local bunnings that i live near and yeah. um they got back to me it's basically um they give you the barbecue they give you the tent they give you all those stuff then you just have to get the sausages sauces and bread and yeah. stuff like that and yeah you just i got a lot of um i got my dad i got family friends to come together and people who wanted to volunteer we got some red t-shirts that said variety so everybody yeah. knows where the money is going because that's important um yeah. and then we just put up some posters some information pamphlets some qr codes for people to donate extra money if they'd like um and just ways um there was a little qr code for people to scan to see if they can't donate or if they yeah. um yeah. can't uh, get it you know buy food or whatever whatever it may be um ways to just get involved um that other than that so you know promoting and stuff like that but it was it was really good um the only thing was we didn't expect there would be as many people as they were because originally melbourne it's very um rainy stuff like that so we thought it was going to rain that day and it didn't end up raining it got sunny because it just switched up as it That's always melbourne. does yep. yeah <laughs> and a lot of people came out actually we were assuming that there would be less but there were a lot more than we thought and so we had to quickly go drive and buy more more resources and then come back and we had to do another one. So when you say was... resources, you mean you ran out of sausages, didn't you? Yeah. You can't do <laughs> you can't have people turning up to Bunnings going. I mean, I've got a five-year-old nephew and like the, the thing he loves most is like the sausage. You can't yeah. you can't have people like that going up to and then not having sausages. Yeah. And onions, surprisingly. I didn't think people ate onions on their sausages as much as they do because I personally yeah. don't. I, I, I'm not a I'm big not onion so much person. A fan. No. No, no. But it was it was really, really good. Um, it's just it was the drive back and forth. And surprisingly, people were willing to wait. They didn't oh, leave. Yeah. We had a no. massive line and I kind of just went out <laughs> to the front and I said, Well, we've ran out of sausages, so if you can oh. all wait five minutes, we'll be back in a minute. And we quickly ran over and got the sausages, came back, and everyone waited. So it was really, it was really good. Yeah. You don't understand how important people's bunning sausage obviously is. <laughs> yeah. It's become an, it's become an institution, and the smell of the yeah. cooking also just draws so people good. from yeah. everywhere. Did you do any of the cooking yourself? I did. I um the I think I made a massive mistake. I wore very like white wide pants. And they were white and on the barbecue oh. it's not a very good idea no. so at the start you know i tried to look presentable in some way but by the end of it i had oil all over me there was onions like it was a mess but um yeah no i did i did everything with everybody else i wasn't just standing out at the front you know buy some sausages <laughs> yeah how much how much money did you end up raising i think it was around nearly two thousand dollars um wow. we had yeah um we had obviously from people buying food but majority um because we had a massive um pamphlet that kind of gave information mm. about where the money was going so that you know a lot of the time i've gone to bunning sausage sizzles and people don't give you information as to where the money's going so That's true. yeah yeah 
um, people don't just leave extra donations and stuff like that. They think it's just, yeah. you know, you buy a sausage and you leave just like going to mm. any store. Um, but we had a massive pamphlet out and everybody was reading while they were in line, obviously, because they were waiting for the sausage. For their and yeah, yeah. And so um, whilst they were reading, they either bought the food and they left extra donations or um, they donated themselves extra money. So it was a lot of it. It wasn't necessarily from the food that we sold, but it was just yeah. people being extremely generous yeah. and giving their money so it, it was it was amazing yeah and it's so good to see people come together like that because you don't mm. see it often and being a part of something like that it it makes you feel good because it's you're doing something and you're impacting so many people so it's it's amazing to see people come together like that and be so generous yeah yeah i think there's something to be said about bunnings in general i think when people go to bunnings people are also generally in quite a good mood because you know it's all the yeah. dads looking to you know, build their tool shed and yeah. everyone's out there to have a good time and you've got the kids out there. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious with, because um, obviously you were raising money for Variety and mm -hmm. um, you were talking to the people there about Variety. What was the general, did most people know about Variety or how much did they know or did they have no idea what Variety was? A lot of them um, speaking on it, because there were a lot of people that just asked general questions, which I was more yeah. than happy to, you know, um, to give yeah. information on as much as I know. Um, but they've heard of it just because I, I know like stores like Typo and stuff like that. They um, certain they generate, sorry, they um, give a certain donation from money that they make on certain right. products. So I know they yep. have cards and stuff like that. Um, whether it be Christmas cards or birthday cards, um, they have variety, like in a big writing at the back of the card. Yeah. Um, so this is what I was told that people have heard from it in that way, but they didn't really know yeah. what it was. It just says variety, okay. the children's charity. There's no information on it. Um, so people have heard of it. Um, it's just about really giving information as to what it stands for and where that money is going, um, what what it helps out and who it, who it helps out, what impact it has on the children and families. Um, that are living in dis like that are disadvantaged um yep. so it was just a matter of getting people to understand where their money is going and how important it is and what impact it makes on other people's lives yeah all right so just in case there's someone watching or listening who doesn't know what variety is and i'm sure you've had a lot of practice at explaining <laughs> in not too long a sentence what variety does how would you explain what variety does so in a in a short um, way to put it together, it's a children's charity that helps out children living with disability that have a disability or that are disadvantaged and as well as families. So it hosts a lot of events where people can come together, um, mm. including children that are a part of the charity. And it's also um, just it provides like education opportunities. It provides equipment that they may need um, financially gives them, you know, it, it, a lot of people, they don't have that financial freedom to get resources yeah. that they need and it helps out in that um sector so it's it's really good and i've seen it's for me i didn't really understand how it helped um but there was an opportunity that i had to volunteer they host um a yearly christmas party and a lot of the kids a lot of the kids from the organization come along and there's we had nearly like 400 volunteers on that party and wow it's just yeah. an opportunity for people to come together and um you know share love and joy and it was amazing to see it in real life because i think a lot of the times we read about these things or we hear about them and we don't really we don't intake that information it kind of goes in one ear and comes out the other yeah. but when you see it with your real eyes and you see it in action it ignites a passion within you and it's so much more important to 
see it. So yeah, it's it's for me. That's kind of how I got my my passion for it and my love for that organization. It's just seeing it in real life and seeing how it impacts other people. Yeah, I, I think a lot of well, I mean, we're all bombarded by a lot of information on a constant mm -hmm. basis in this day and age. Yeah. So it's very important to put an actual face to it face rather than it, just yeah. having a lot of, you know, numbers and words flying around. Uh, so that that's Bunnings. Um, I have to ask before we move on, if you were to have a Bunnings sausage sizzle yourself, how are you having it? So no onions, I'm assuming, uh, or a little bit of onion? <laughs> if I were to have a sausage sizzle... I mean, I, I think I'd, I'm quite generous. I'll still have some onions for other people that are coming, but for myself, no. I, I, I stay away from the onions. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this a, is just this you being sausage. selfish. So no onions on yours, <laughs> just the sausage. No what onions. sauce? This is the most yeah. important question I'm going to ask you in the interview. What okay. sauce is going on the sausage? Tomato. I'm very basic in that way. I'm very basic. Um, yeah, just tomato sauce, a sausage, and a and bread i can't and another thing with me is i can't mix sauces i know a lot of the time when i was doing the bunny sausage sizzle people had like chili sauce then they'll put mustard on it and then they'll put tomato and in my head i'm like that is a lot of flavor for just one sausage that's almost a very american thing to do it's like uh, the more sauces the better whereas i'm like yeah. well i, I want to taste what i'm actually eating if i need to drown out the taste of what i'm eating maybe i shouldn't be eating it. what how many sauces i thought there was just like tomato and um mustard is are there more like how many how many sauces did you guys have um we had about i think we had five they, they give you kind of an outline of what there's certain drinks that you can't um sell so it's kind of right. just the basics like a solo and coke and then with yeah. the um with the sauces i think it's barbecue sauce mustard tomato chili sauce okay and there was one more i don't exactly remember what it was to be completely honest with you my dad got that sauce for himself <laughs> so <laughs> he kind of just had it on the side and then people ended up using it as well so it was some sort of chili sauce i don't know it might have been like i think it might have been sriracha or something i don't know Oh, like but a spicy hot five. one. Okay. Yeah, next to the right. spicy sauce because it wasn't hot enough apparently. Okay, but you're just settling <laughs> for the good old tomato sauce. Yeah, tomato sauce. I'll do the basic. Super, super basic. All right, um, <laughs> let's move on to Glamour by Mel. That's the other thing I saw. So Glamour by Mel, and there's a website there if you guys want to check it out, glamourbymel.com, provides a safe and comforting environment for individuals of all walks of life to get inspired. So what was the inspiration for yourself behind Glamour by Mel? Um, I wanted to come up with a project or at least somewhere for people to go to, like I said before, to get information, um, not only on the pageant world, but obviously on nonprofit organisations and um, just kind of to promote um, social enterprises that are giving back to the community and as well, in, include kind of my own passion. I'm a very, I, I'm a very girly girl, let's put it that way. Um, I love, I love fashion. I love beauty, but I think because it's such a big industry, it can be used for the better in a way. And mm -hmm. I think with Glamour by Mel, I kind of wanted to promote individuality. I think I had a lot when I came up with the website and I um, obviously started promoting it and posting videos about it and stuff. Um, I got my, my messages started flooding in with why is glamour spelt like that <laughs> like because apparently that's not how you spell glamour but in america I did that on, yes yes so um i did it kind of in a way to promote individuality and just so people kind of feel 
safe when they when they're on there obviously whether it's reading blogs or whatever i start i'm still working on it so i'm still putting a lot of content out on it um it's fairly new but um yeah so just people kind of feel safe and they can go to for information and feel inspired whether it be to start hosting their own fundraisers or um doing charitable work or even just helping out whether it be volunteering and stuff like that and also get information on some fun stuff so do it in a way that people can it can grab their attention but it's mm-hmm. also for the right reasons in a way yeah what what would be the ultimate goal for your website or your blog to be do you have any like big like five year ten year whatever what are the big moonshot yeah. goals for your website yeah so i i wanted to start a selling sector on it like where you can sell mm-hmm. stuff um and obviously whether it be um anything like clothing just anything um and then have that money obviously donated to a charity and um people can know that they can go somewhere and their money will be going to a good space so it's not it's completely 100 percent um non-profit and then people can buy buy clothes or whatever it be and all that money is being sent to a good place but also um mm-hmm. just getting more blogs out there obviously to help with everyday life whether it be about you know how to do your hair or just little basic stuff like that but it's just information and then also getting information about um variety the children's charity and currently i'm sharing my miss world journey on there so um like i said before people don't know much about what it's really about and um, what goes behind it and they don't have enough context so it's kind of my effort to put it out there and then whether it be um future contestants or somebody that is interested young girls that want to get inspired and empowered it's somewhere that they can go to to do that yeah did you design the website yourself i did (laughs) it was very difficult in fact i did buy a template for certain like the the home page and stuff like that um thinking that it would be it's it's kind of just uploaded and then i just put the information in but that was in fact not how it went um because then i realized i had to learn how to write the blogs and how to upload certain images or do links and stuff like that and with the um buying sector i'm still yet to understand how to do it so i've I've been on youtube a lot trying to teach myself and um like i said before i'm like a grandma trapped in a 17 year old's body so technology is not my um it's not my best you know um it's not best personality trait let's just put it that way so it's been quite difficult um i'm still working on it but i i don't know if i should invest in like getting like a coach or no, I, somebody to teach me? no I, I i can have a chat to you afterwards and maybe help you out i used to be a website designer and it sounds like you might have gone to, down a because it's overwhelming like in terms of choice and then if you don't really know you can go down the wrong path mm-hmm. and just lose hundreds yeah, of thousands of I hours would love that. yeah you, you sound like you not only love pride and prejudice but it almost sounds like you'd prefer to live back in that era before phones and social media and <laughs> websites and yeah. I'm just, um, I'm reflecting it into my own life. Let's put it that way. Go back. Yeah. Go Maybe I need to stop reading time. it. Well, I mean, let me ask you this. How how have you found social media at 17? You know, all of your, all of your brethren, so to speak, or everyone around your age is always on social media, eyes glued, and yet you're yeah. the grandma in the 17-year-old body. So how have you found social I think, media? I think social media, I, Instagram is... I'm doing pretty well on. I, I've kind yeah. of understood certain techniques and ways to use it because I've been on it for a while. But then yeah. Facebook and stuff like that, Twitter, all those platforms, I don't understand them. I don't. I don't get them. Facebook um, has been around for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't been on it. 
I haven't been on it. So I know um, I've, I've still got the app on my phone and I'm constantly getting, whether it be requests and stuff like that. I just don't know how to use it. So I'll give it to my mum and I'm okay. like, can you just do it for me? Because I feel like, I think it's, I think it's rude. Um, people see it as rude if you don't accept them on face. Like, it's like you're rejected. Oh, then anyway. many, many people think I'm rude then because I only want people <laughs> on my Facebook who I actually know. Fair enough, you know, but I don't even use it, but it's still there. And people think that I'm just ignoring them out of my life. So I'll give my phone to like my mom or someone. Just can you do it for me? Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't associate with that. Instagram's my safe space. It's the only one that I know how to work partially well. Yeah. Okay. So then next question has to be, have you tried TikTok at all? I mean, have you oh. heard of TikTok? I have heard of TikTok. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't, when I joined it, I think it was mostly because everybody was on it and, you know, I, Instagram came up with the reels and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just, it, for me personally, it doesn't accommodate to what the content that I watch and stuff like that, Instagram very well. So I thought I'd get TikTok and I, I'm on it. Um, I posted a video, I think it was, it was something about like heels. I, I, I don't even remember what it was and it blew up completely. And it was kind of like, I woke up in the morning and I looked at my phone and I was just like, I was confused. It was the most basic thing. And I'm like, how are like millions of people looking at this and they're enjoying this? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, and since then it's kind of scared me. So I haven't really posted. <laughs> You really are. So you really are a grandma. Most most girls your age are like, oh, I blew up. I have to make the most of it. You blew up, and you're like, oh, this is really scary. I'm out of here. That's yeah, like the exact it's opposite. Crazy. For me personally, I'm not a very. I don't listen to a lot of opinions. I kind of stick to what I, I know myself well enough. But it's very. It's a world where everybody's just they're 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 there and they have mm. so many opinions they have so much to say and yep. it's kind of you know the perfectionist that i am it's um it's a bit overwhelming so it, i've got to get the hang of it before i start posting on there just in case you know mm. in case that happens again <laughs> well i mean it, yeah. the opinions out there is 99 percent nonsense yeah. anyway but i mean it is, yeah. the, the algorithm is a bit unpredictable i mean on tiktok i blew mm -hmm. up because i put a seagull video up there like a seagull and a simpsons video <laughs> and then i posted a clip of a pageant contestant in the uk she was in the air cadets she was talking about how to polish your shoes and that blew up and had tens of thousands of comments yeah. and so basically it's seagulls simpsons and shoe polishing that that's <laughs> what most people are interested in if exactly. people want to see they want to see what they want to see and you're providing the content for them so why not you know at least it, it gets you the platform and then from then on hopefully once you get that following you can yeah. start <laughs> yeah see that that's the theory but if they found me through shoe polishing or they found you through heels and then you try to speak about something more meaningful there's not a lot of crossover let's be honest that's what i found yeah. anyway yeah i think even with me now like I think it's TikTok's a great platform even to start promoting um, variety of children's charity. But mm. now that it blew up from heels, I'm thinking this, the, the niche that I'm in, um, the, they want to see heels. Like that's not what, that's not who I am. So it, regardless, when I start, it's what it's going to be. And then if you like it or not, then it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, it's more important that you're doing meaningful yeah. work than whether you become exactly. a TikTok celebrity. So uh, yeah. it's just interesting yeah. to me because I feel like I am speaking to a grandma because she got famous <laughs> on TikTok and ran. In fact, I know some grandmas who actually love social media more than you do. So I don't, don't really yeah, know go. what's going on here. Um, it's a little bit odd, but that's good. 
No, it, it's social media is very important, especially for the work that we do. Um, it's mm. just a matter of one getting the hang of it and um, two knowing how to express what you want to say in a way that people will understand it. Um, mm. So I, for me, it's just getting the hang of it. God knows how long it's going to take me, but I'm trying. Um, it is what it is. Can't do much about it. Yeah. I, I think overall use, you want to use social media as a tool rather than yeah, have it exactly. use you or definitely become yeah. an addiction. Cause that's a lot of people, they spend most of their time on social media. They're not really creating content. They're just, you know, yeah. doom scrolling as they call it. And they that's really, like, that's really not mm. good for you. Yeah. I think it's important to, if you're going to start putting stuff out there, be yourself and do mm. what you feel like reflects you as a person in the best way. Um, not what other people want to see um because at the end of the day i feel like if you're putting on an image whether it be on social media even in real life um you're going to attract that type of that community and that those type of people around you and if that's mm. something that you don't necessarily want in your life and it's not who you are it's just going to put you down the wrong path so i think even on social media just put out there what you what you believe reflects you in the best way and then you'll attract the right audience eventually you know yeah definitely yeah. Do you feel like you know yourself very well for a 17-year-old? I don't feel like I'm speaking to a 17-year-old. <laughs> I think uh, for me, I have a lot of um, self-confidence. I know I know what I want in life, which for me, it, it's that's the kind of odd part where people are like, you're 17, like that, there's no way. Mm. Um, but it's just because I know where I want to go. It's it, That's the best way to put it. Um, and with Miss World, the beauty with a purpose, um, it's helped me a lot in finding my purpose. I didn't go into Miss World knowing what my purpose was. And even now I can't fully say that I know what my purpose in life is. Like there's, you know, knock on wood, there's years ahead. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just, it's laid that foundation. It's the first step towards getting to know who I am as a person and what I want to do in life. Um, and I don't really want to restrict myself. I'm a very optimistic person. Um, and I want to try different things um, throughout my life and get to know who I am as a person and form that. I feel like it's a way of molding our personality, everything that you do, mm. every experience. Yeah. But were you completely a different person before you started the pageant journey? Because I don't think you would have been. You sound like you would have kind of been like this. Maybe the pageant helped it yeah. along, accelerated it. But generally, yeah. you don't have a complete 180 in turnaround in personality. Because I, I feel like I'm speaking yeah. to someone who was pretty confident and pretty knew where she who she was before, even yeah. the pageant. Um, I think with me uh, going into it, I didn't. I was very introverted. I, that's not true. I wasn't very introverted, but I, I did have an introverted part of me. Um, I sure. still did a lot of public speaking, whether it be from just like school and stuff like that. And I'm a very communicative, communicative person. So I love to just have a chat with people. So that mm. part of me, just getting to know other people kind of in a way formed who I am. Cause I've seen yeah. a lot of things around me, but um, with the pageant, I think it really got me out there and it, helped me express myself and learn mm. how to express myself whether it be through my words or um just the way that i'm communicating myself even saying before um doing working on my runway walk like that's just me trying to express myself because i don't want to put out the wrong image and yeah. with judges for example i don't want to be chosen for somebody that i'm not because if i am mm. chosen I want to be chosen for the right reasons and because they like who I am as a person and what I stand for. So it's just about expressing myself and that's what Miss World has helped me do. And also mm. just the Beauty with a Purpose um, projects, it's helped me form that personality in a way. Yeah. 
So you've already said optimistic is one of the words that describes you well. What are the words? This, this is a very common interview question in pageants. Like what words would best describe you? Or if your best friends were describing you, what are the one, two or three words they'd use? I would say I've gotten bubbly a lot. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't really understand what it means. I think it's because I'm, I'm constantly smiling. I'll put that out there. Um, so that kind of gives that off. Um, and it's very hard to make me upset in a way. So I'm very bubbly. I always look at the positives. If there's a negative, I just ignore it. And I look at the positive. Um, and then there's passionate, I would say, Mm -hmm. because once I stick my mind to something, it's that or nothing in a way. Um, and then, hmm, Determined, determined. Yeah. Those are are some very, very good words. That's a good way to, if that's how your friends are describing you, then that's that's a good start. Maybe not my friends, yeah. Yeah, I'd say maybe, yeah, sure. Well, we can 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 poll them on Instagram (laughs) if you want. Put them in the call, tell them what they, yeah. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, those three words describe me. Okay. I can see you're still giving it some sort of thought. You can think about it <laughs> ongoing for the rest of the day. The other one I wanted to ask you about on your bio, so you said your New Year's resolution is to try something new every day. So let's check in with the New Year's resolution. It's July now. You've had six months. Oh, That's about 180 days to try 180 new things. So how are we going? <laughs> so let's put it this way. I've been trying new things every day but not every single day. Um, I think it started off very well for the first one to two months. I was hiking, meditating, um, just literally anything you can think of. Painting has been, it's become very close to my heart. I didn't paint before, but I started painting and now I do it a lot. Um, it's just like random things, anything, sometimes it's very absurd, but um, no, it's, it's, it's doing well. I don't know what mine's going to be for today, but actually, no, I think there's in Brisbane, I think they call it a city cat. It's uh, where you're a city cat. I think that it's, it's like what a it's boat. Called. Yeah. The boat where okay. you go around. Yeah. That, okay. that can be my new one. For t- I've never been on that before, but I'm going to go after this. So yeah, okay. it's been what's, doing well. What's the most absurd thing you've tried? I mean, none of those things sound absurd. I mean, painting and like that, like, yeah, we get it. Hiking. Yeah, that's what's the, the most absurd one. thing you've, what's the most abnormal one you've done then? Let me think. There's a lot. I think the sports part of it, I'm not a very sporty person. Let's put it that okay. way. Um, yeah, just trying certain sports that necessarily I'm one not very good at, but that's okay. the point of trying new things. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's just, it's not, sport's not for me. So for me, it might be absurd. For other people, it might sound quite normal. Um, but no, it's the sports part, um, trying different sports, just not, not going me. So I well. stick to the gym. I stick to the okay. gym. We'll just put it. <laughs> yeah. what, what sports, what sports did you try? I've tried cricket. I've tried softball. I've done basketball. Basketball I used to do when I was younger, so it wasn't very new, but just like random, random sports. Um, mm. whether it, I've done tennis. Tennis, mm. that's not my strong point. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, no. There was a local tennis near my house and I remember driving by and I'm like, oh, that would be fun to do. And then I got there and I started doing it and I was like, this is not for me. Like I look, I was flying around the court trying to grab, it's just, it looks absurd. You look at me from the side and you'd be like, she doesn't know what she's doing, but at least she's trying. (laughs) 
<laughs> tennis tennis is not a kind sport. If you're not that coordinated not. or don't have that ball sense, tennis is really yeah. fun if you're good at it. It's not yeah. that much fun if you're bad at it. And I say this as a tennis coach, I know. Um, really? And when a kid just doesn't, yeah, when a kid just doesn't have the the knack or the talent, it is difficult. Yeah. I mean, anyone can play it, but you need an incredible amount of patience if you're not just yeah. blessed with that hand eye coordination. And I find yeah. that's quite rare. Um, so mm-hmm. it's a shame. It's the way it is. But uh, I mean, cricket. I I couldn't. I, I that's braver of you than I tried playing yeah. cricket once, and that's how well it went. I spent three hours standing out in the in the field getting sunburned doing nothing and then when it was my turn to bat i got out first ball and that was it mm-hmm. yeah it, it wasn't it's the not... most riveting sport i've ever tried <laughs> it's it's not for everyone i think but at the end of the day you have to try new things to navigate what you do and you do. don't like so it's it's you know in a way in my eyes it's a win-win situation um even if you decide to be you know well, you can't really decide but even if you see that you're very good at something or you're not very good at something um mm. it's a win-win situation so yeah i guess i've, I've i, I learned something from playing tennis <laughs> about myself i got to know myself a little bit better <laughs> it sounds like the thing you learned from tennis is no don't do tennis so unfortunately <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was just thinking like different things to try. I don't want to say skydiving because that, I mean, I would suggest that for everyone, but it's very cliche. But the one I want to suggest to you that I think would just really push your limits if you haven't done this before, mm-hmm. paintballing. Oh, apparently it's very, very painful. Yes. Is it? And you're yeah. very, you're a girly girl um, and you're, <laughs> you're slightly maybe short-sighted or whatever it is. So paintballing. <laughs> It would make you okay. very uncomfortable, but yeah, it, it, it's different. You know it's what? very different. I I will take you up on that. I will when I get back to Melbourne. I will go paintballing, and I will send you a video of me at paintballing. I will do it. It's it's. I need new ideas. I think I'm also kind of partially beginning to run out of ideas. Um, I'm on Google trying to search up new things to do, but it's kind of they're basic, and it kind of gives you like the most popular ones. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. I paint, need new ideas. Paint, try paintballing. Don't send me a video of you doing it. Um, send me <laughs> photos afterwards of the bruises that you get. Because I will tell you, I went with friends in inverted commas and my friends uh-huh. ended up on the other team because I had like a tw- 10 or 20 people. I was there with my mm-hmm. business and I had my employees. There was a Christmas party, so I paid for the whole thing. Broke us into two teams of six, seven, eight or 10. And my mm-hmm. friends on the other team saw me from behind because you're out in a battlefield. You're not there. It's not like just, you know, clinically, oh, let's aim at a target. Yeah. You're hunting each other for sport. They saw me because I'm quite tall and they decide because you're wearing full body armor and then a mask. Yeah. Oh, at least but what's, you have what's something. Exposed, yeah. So you, but you're, what's exposed is the top of your head. So they decided to shoot me multiple times right in <laughs> the top of my head. And I had this <laughs> big. Are you not supposed to do that? Are you supposed to shoot at someone's head? You can shoot wherever you want. You're just not supposed to shoot within a certain minimum range because then it hurts even more. But then a lot of people do oh, that God. because, you know, that's what we're you like. Know, but, you know, you not? wear full body armor. You can shoot anywhere. Um, how's your aim? Um, I actually went to a shooting range once. Um, okay. That was a new thing that I did as well. Um, it's not bad, but it could okay, be better. Good. It could be okay. better. It was very far away, though, so I don't think people would be that far away during a paintball match. No, no, they could be. No. Like, yeah, 10 metres, 20 metres or so. Um, yeah, no. It, um, 
I think I'll be fine with shooting people, but I think I'll be even better at getting shot at if I'm honest. <laughs> are you are you calm under fire? Do you think that under fire you'll be able to duck and weave or you sort of be screaming um, and attracting a lot of I attention? Think, <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be a lot easier to see me as a target running across the field. <laughs> like, where is the exit? I want to get out. You're not allowed at you might you might serve as a decoy for your team. You you're not allowed to just run away. I mean, I guess you can, but that's not gonna serve your team any good. I was gonna suggest you can run around with a brightly brightly painted flag and distract everyone and just run so that everyone's trying to shoot you whilst your team does the hard work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well that's something different. Mm. There you go. Well try that. And then let's see how that goes. Because it sounds like it'd be very, very different. I mean, the other one you can do is laser tag. That's like the no I pain care. version of paintball. Mm -hmm. I like laser tag. I've done it a few times. It was when I was younger though. I haven't done it recently, but mm. I, I did see here on the Gold Coast, actually, they have slingshot, a slingshot. And I've oh, seen yeah. videos of people doing it and it looks a mm. lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I love adrenaline. Like I love anything that will make my heart. Give that, like, a go. that makes me scared, but I might tomorrow. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be out in the Gold Coast tomorrow anyways um i might try that you can try that i think they also have jet boating there and um if you if you are an adrenaline junkie then definitely skydiving or bungee hey. jumping or both i so there's a story behind that my i've told my mum a lot of the times that i want to try skydiving but she's because i'm 17 i think you, should, you need mm -hmm. to sign off she needs to give consent yeah. which is like i'm not doing it so for me my 18th okay. birthday which is in a few months Kicking you out Sign of a plane. Sign myself, and I'm getting, I'm getting out of a plane. <laughs> Good for you. That, that, that's the way to go. What about final, final suggestion? What about an escape room? Have you tried those? I hate horror. I hate scary stuff. I. They don't have to never... be horror. They don't have to be horror. <laughs> they they can be all ones? themes. Yeah, different really? themes. It, it's more about the brains and scaring you. Oh, I've, it, it's I've not supposed to be horror. Ones. No, I mean, a bit of imagination. You can almost find one that was Pride and Prejudice themed. It's it's about like, it's about solving the puzzles. Yeah. It's not about someone trying to scare you unless you're going to oh, one that okay. is. Oh, that would be fun then. I think, I, I'm, I think I'll be good at that. Maybe. Yeah. I might try Find that. It's just in Melbourne. Um, a lot of the times, because I'm in the city a lot of the times in Melbourne, yeah. and that's where they have most of the escape rooms. Yeah. Um, everywhere I pass, it's all horror. Like there's one, it has a massive Annabelle doll at the front of it. And every time that I pass it, I'm just like, like yeah. don't look at it and just walk straight. It's, no. I don't like. No, you know. I, I don't know. The, the, I don't like being scared like that. Um, oh. Someone, there, there was, some, I, I went to some event, I think it might've been a paintball event or some fun park and some person yeah. jumped out in front of me and tried to scare me and I just by reflex I punched him in the face I didn't mean to that but that, that's just what happens like if you scare me yeah. like oh like there's a bang it's like, oh, reflex. Crap, sorry. Yes. yeah there's um Luna Park in Melbourne had oh, yeah. a it was like a caravan and it's an escape not an escape room it was like a it, you just walk through and there's just stuff popping out I don't understand why people yeah, no. get happy doing that but I was I was with my uncle and we were going through together and they had yeah. like holes at the bottom of the floor and hands would like come out and just oh touch no come feet. on why <laughs> I, I the second that I walked in somebody grabbed my ankle and I literally like shoved their leg their arm with my leg and I think I kicked like him or her in the face it was it I don't get Fair why fault. it's not my fault <laughs> Yeah, they, they did it and, and exactly. them, no, but an escape room can be lots of fun um you mm. just take like a group of like good friends that you know you can think you yeah. can solve 
the problems with Absolutely. although it could be funnier if they're really not good at solving problems not good at it. but yeah. you, you generally have like the ones i've been to like you get about an hour and then you have to find your way out but they're all different themes and a lot of the places mm. they will change the themes every now and then so it's not just about That's horror fun, but that yeah. could be something new to try cool i'll put it on my list of things i've got a whole six months to go so <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of things to try um all right well, just before we get to the final 10, uh, is there mm -hmm. anyone that you'd like to give a shout out to for supporting you along your journey? Um, I would just like to thank, first of all, um, Miss World Australia organization, just because they've provided both myself and other girls that are um, participating with a great platform um, and they're supporting us throughout our whole journey. So I think that's very important. And then also just my parents for um, being really supportive with everything that I do, considering I'm very spontaneous and I come up with very random ideas. Um, and then again, I wouldn't be where I am without my mom sending me that link. So yeah, it's just those two. Um, yeah. Perfect. All right, Thank let's you. race through these final 10. Number one, right. what is your favorite word? Oh, um, dermatology. I don't know why I like it. I think it's so sophisticated. When I say it, dermatology, it just sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Use it, it in a sentence. I love dermatology. <laughs> Okay, fair, fair enough, I guess. All right, uh, number two, what is your least favourite word? Oh, um, fear, just because of the meaning. I don't like it. I don't like fear, yeah. Right then, you sounded Australian. That's how Aussies really? say fear. <laughs> fear. Fear, fear. Like the Americans will say fear. I realise it. Fear. fear. That's, that's they the really Aussie. exaggerate the R. That's what I've realized. Yeah. Yeah. Fear. Um, number three in life, what gets you excited or what turns you on? Um, when I see people coming together and uniting as one, um, just because in, a, in life, I think there's a lot of things that we see that scare us and you think you kind of lose faith in humanity but then when you see people mm. coming together and uniting as one it really restores that and it it just makes you feel happy inside yeah okay so that was what turns you on what about question four what turns you off um oh uh, cats i don't like cats <laughs> It's very, it's a very weird answer. That face, that facial expression explains it. But no, I don't like cats. Cats really scare me. Um, they, I just stay away from them. I don't have good relationship with cats whatsoever. It's very random, but it's true. That turns me off completely. Don't right, like I feel I need, I feel there must be a story okay. somewhere. Did, did you have, yeah. a, when you were a young girl and a cat jumped on your face? <laughs> Story. Um, not not necessarily me i never i'm a dog person i'm a very big dog person but with um a few years ago I, I had a friend who had a cat and i didn't have anything against cats i just didn't really associate myself with them um and i kind of got more comfortable just because it was a little kitten and as yeah. it grew up it got to know me but recently yeah. um my one of my closest friends got completely attacked by her own cat um and i remember her showing up to see me and she had a, a bandage from here all the way to here and it had literally like gorged its way into her wrist just like completely cutting her and it scared me i'm like yeah no it's 
like my dog i have a dog and it's never attacked me and just the idea of a cat just it can claw at you at any time it's no i don't like thinking about it, it scares me <laughs> go to your cats that, that's completely reasonable yeah. i've never heard of a cat attack like that that's yeah. very odd must something just very randomly bad must have happened right yeah okay. um i i'm neither a dog or cat person i mean i do have a couple of cats oh. but i i I, I like, I love the well-trained big dogs. Like there's one on the walk that always looks at me when I go mm -hmm. past and I, I love those sorts of dogs, but the, the little yeah. yappy ones that you put in handbags. That's nah, not I know you, I know you girls that. love those ones, but I just, uh, <laughs> no, just shut up. It's like the legally blonde where she keeps the chihuahua yeah. in her bag. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I, just... I have a very big dog. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, number five, what sound or noise do you love? love um uh, the coffee machine when you're making coffee you know how it makes that like clinky sound but the actual like when you go to a cafe the coffee machine i love it it makes me happy <laughs> i love coffee i live off coffee how many <laughs> coffees survive. are you having a day i had two this morning um yeah but i'm gonna go i'm actually gonna go meet with some of the girls from the queensland the national finalists for coffee oh nice so, yeah yeah i'm gonna go have some more coffee <laughs> and yeah. how how does melanie take her coffee i drink um basic i drink makona i think it's called makona um Macona. with just makona yeah with just sugar and then hot water and then halfway just to like mix it together and then you put cold milk it's very basic it's easy but it's just you quickly make it and it's great it gets me through the day <laughs> you've used yeah. the word basic to describe yourself multiple times it <laughs> doesn't happen very often in pageantry most pageant girls don't describe themselves as basic I think, I think it's not that i'm basic it's just i like simplicity yeah I, I'll I, go with does that. that mean the same it could mean the same thing yeah i don't i don't know i think basic has other connotations in this day and age i don't know i don't keep up with I... all the slang I was going to say the yeah, slang that you either. teenagers use, but you don't use it either. So you, you, I probably know more about it than you do. Um, all right. Sorry. So that was a sound you love. What about number six? What sound or noise do you hate? I hate when the sound of cockatoos, because I live in an apartment and mm -hmm. my room has a balcony and mm -hmm. we're surrounded by trees. It's surrounded. Mm -hmm. And in the morning, you know, usually people hate the sound of their alarms. My alarms are the birds. And it's horrible. Yeah. Every time that I hear it, it's just, it's something that's meant to be beautiful. You know, people love sitting outside and hearing not cockatoos. No, not no, no, cockatoos. not, no, not, <laughs> but people don't understand. Like people who love cockatoos, cockatoos are very loud and they screech, they but they're also very mischievous. Like there was, um, we yeah. have a tree outside where they like to eat the nuts. They'll, they'll pull them off, take one bite it's and then throw it on the them. floor. Yeah. But when you walk underneath them, they will throw it at you. And like, I don't understand why people love cockatoos so much. I mean, they look very unique, but they're yeah. not nice birds and they're very destructive. I don't know if they destroy right. anything, that you wear, but they can destroy TV antennas, cables. We were at a tennis court that was made of synthetic grass and they had a thread and they're just like, mm -hmm. pull, pull. And the whole court began unraveling mm -hmm. because of them. So I don't they're understand why people love they cockatoos. Are. Yeah. No, me neither. And we used to own, it wasn't a cockatoo, but it was, it's like one of the smaller versions of them. I don't know what the name of it was. We got rid okay, of it very yeah. quickly, but it was yeah. like horrible. They're, no, no, no. Just, it's a no. They're very bad. They're very mischievous. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather have a dog than have a, a small yeah. bird. But I mean, to each their own. Uh, number seven, if you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? Um, a superpower. Does an invisibility cloak, does that count? Is that a superpower? We're channeling uh, Harry Potter, yes. Yes, yes. I love Harry Potter. Um, no, I would have an invisibility cloak. I feel like if I had an invisibility cloak, I can just, I love traveling and it's just, you, you you know, it's quite expensive. So if you have an invisibility cloak, you can kind of just show up to the airport, put it on and board a flight and see where you go. <laughs> well, wouldn't a better choice then either be the ability to fly or the ability to teleport? Because if you have the invisibility cloak, you still have to fly 38 hours or 48 hours to get anywhere <laughs> from Australia. Good point. I think the transportation, yes. Flying though, no, that like just in the air my, yeah. by myself, no. I feel like that would be too scary. What if I just you're drop? A, you're on adrenaline. You, you can fly though. You know, you go. What you're if not I gonna drop? drop. Though? What happened? I forgot to fly. How to fly when I'm in the middle of the air? Um, okay, uh, number eight. What job would you most like to attempt? That I. Um... Let me see. I think it would that I'd like to attempt. I guess an author. Because like we said before, it's something that I'm not very out there with, but it's something mm -hmm. that I feel like personally I'm quite good at because I read a lot. Um yeah. so I think it would be an author. At some point in my life, eventually, hopefully, I will write a book and publish it. <laughs> Yeah. What about what job would you definitely not like to attempt? Not like to attempt? Being a doctor. I can't do blood. I couldn't. And the I'm very emotional. If, like, something happens, I'd just be... I wouldn't even be able to, like, oh, God, I don't even want to think about it. No, I can't. <laughs> it's too scary. Just the idea of blood and just sadness and people getting hurt I can't that gets me upset I could never be a doctor ever. okay okay I can see that very much in your your face <laughs> you look panicked over there it's okay you don't have to be yeah. on. um number 10 final question if heaven exists what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates um I think I would say I would want him to I think with one thing i find it very interesting how our lives can change from just doing one certain thing and as human beings we dwell over you know certain decisions we make or certain decisions we didn't make but then again it leads us to a different path and then eventually it's for the better um so i think it would be good to just kind of see if i made certain decisions or if i didn't make certain decisions where my life would where my life would be it would it would be in a way humbling and mm. it would reignite that positive like go me in a way you know perfect well melanie that's about it uh thank you so much for your time and for coming on you are definitely the thank oldest you. 17 year old i've ever spoken to <laughs> thank you thank you for having me on it it means a lot and um it was wonderful chatting to you thank you absolutely um go and enjoy the rest of the queensland sun whilst you can because you. you won't be getting any when you are back <laughs> in victoria i can tell you i can tell you that much <laughs> very true yeah but thank I you will so much keep, 
Absolutely. I'll keep you on the line for just a sec whilst I hang out with the audience. But thanks, everyone, for watching, and we will speak Thank to you, you next time. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Sorority Access is now open. So if you'd like to join an amazing group of women and learn how to be the most powerful, confident, and impactful queen possible, head to the pageant sorority.com. I'll see you there and see you in the next video.